Hello and welcome back to another episode of 110% Improvability. Hopefully by now you've gathered that we're not really about forcing you to give 110%. We're just here trying to help you do things a little bit better today than you did yesterday. Today I thought we'd start with a simple visualization exercise. I want you all to not think about a giant yellow rubber duck. Do not think of a giant yellow rubber duck. Do not think of it wearing sunglasses, and definitely, definitely don't hear the sound of a big rubber duck getting squeezed. Quack, quack. Don't think about it. You got it? If you're like 90% of the population, you couldn't help but think about that giant rubber duck. What has this got to do with governance? Well, quite a lot, really. When I ask people to explain to me what they think governance means... Usually I get a list of things that we shouldn't do. The things that we should stop happening. You know, signatures have got to be made so that people don't do things wrong. Well, actually, that's the complete opposite. Governance is actually the series of events and activities that you should do in order to get the right outcome. It's not the series of no's. It's actually the series of yeses. It's the series of simple things that get you to the best outcome. Just like the giant duck. Whatever you focus on is usually what the outcomes tend to be. We, in our brains, have a great way of visualizing stuff, but we can't visualize a negative. We actually can't turn around and go, you know what, we're not going to look for that duck. When it comes to governance and getting people to follow the right processes, you actually need to give them positives. You need to help them see what you should do. If you're walking into a room and you've got a big pile of books and you're just about to put them down and someone says, well, don't put those books there. That's not very helpful because you're now still left with an armful of books. You have nowhere to put them. A more helpful way of responding is, actually, could you put those books over on that shelf? That's actually what governance is about. It's about giving people a simple set of instructions that help them know what to do well whether it be processes, whether it be approvals for projects, no matter what it is, governance is about the series of yeses. We only really know what those series of yeses are if we've thought through that process in advance and we understand what the outcome is that we're trying to achieve. If we know what that positive outcome is, then we can look at what are the things that have to be in place to make this work. You've probably heard me say this before. When it comes to the simple assumptions, we have to make sure that we know that those assumptions hold true here and now. It's the same with governance. In order to make sure that we can guarantee a good outcome, we have to know that the series of things that have to happen have happened. If we're trying to bake a cake, we have to know that we've got the ingredients. We have to know we've got an oven that works. We have to know that we, what temperature to put that oven at. We have to know what order to put those ingredients in. No point did I say you shouldn't add in a giant rubber duck. That's not going to help you make a cake. It's something that we may be able to take for granted, given that it's a giant rubber duck. However, the easier way and the better way of making sure that people follow instructions and to get to that good outcome is to simply lay out what those instructions are and what steps you have to follow. It's no good just telling people what not to do. That's where this whole idea of the 110% comes in. If you're just told, give 110%, it doesn't actually help you. Because it doesn't tell you what areas you should focus on, what is actually going to add more value. So when it comes to governance, we keep it simple and we keep it to the positives. 
If you know that in order to get approval for funding for a project, you have to have a clear scope. It's no good just saying to someone, here, give me a clear scope. You actually need to articulate what a clear scope means to you. If you're going to be the one making the approval, you actually have to have specified, I need to see a costing, I need to see a schedule, I need to see uh, all the materials laid out, or I need to see what other risks, I need to see what long lead items you need to have ordered. So that gives people a clear set of instructions as to what comes next. They then know what success looks like. If you keep telling people not to do things, all you're doing is giving them a list of things that represent failure, that represent not getting the outcome you want. This is frustrating for many, many people. It's very, very easy to point out where things are going badly, where things are not achieving. It's much harder to give people a set of clear guidelines for success because then people sometimes hold you to that. They hold you to whether or not success has been achieved. Seeking not to fail is very different to seeking to achieve. In seeking to achieve, you're setting yourself a target. You're definitely trying to aim to get somewhere. That's a much more positive way of looking at things. That's what governance is about. It's looking at what are the things that you need to have in place to get that success. If you're seeking not to fail, you're looking for all the controls. You're looking for all the the things that could go wrong and just putting a stop to them. The problem is that there are lots of things that could go wrong. And just stipulating what they are doesn't actually help you avoid them. Sometimes there are going to be a lot of things you don't foresee. If you keep the target on what good looks like, you're constantly looking for how you're going to get there more effectively. If you're constantly trying to put in place lots and lots of signatures, and I've seen a business case that was for something that was less than a million dollars that required 17 separate signatures. And yet when I asked each of those people what they were signing, they actually couldn't tell me what the outcome that they were trying to achieve. They couldn't tell me what those extra signatures were going to achieve. It was really just... Uh, abrogation of responsibility. If more than one person is held to account on something, typically no one is. But good governance represents everybody understanding what the outcome is and how you're going to get there. It means that everybody's always looking for ways to achieve the same outcome instead of just looking for things that are going to trip you up. In the project world, this is no different. Instead of just getting people to fill in lots and lots of forms, help people understand what it is that that form is going to help you with later. Typically, if you're filling in a a scope document up front, it means that everybody has the same understanding of what you're trying to achieve. That's very, very useful. Uh, Today, I had a conversation with someone who had had three different people explain the same project to them three different ways. And these were the people who were ultimately accountable for its success. That's very concerning. At no point did they write down this is what we all see success to look like. And that's the start of, starting point for good governance when it comes to, the, to a project. Good governance usually means you've got somebody who can make a decision. It just needs to be clear what decision that they're making and why. If you're looking for someone to authorize spending money, you're probably not going to tell them all the things that you're not going to buy. They can probably safely assume that you're not going to buy a giant rubber duck with sunglasses on. What they will want to know is what are you going to spend the money on and what are they going to get for it? That is good governance. It's explaining the positives. It's explaining what will success look like and how you're going to get there. Good governance is about managing risk. 
and risk is really, in most cases, about downside. You're trying to manage not achieving an objective, but instead of looking at it as all the things you shouldn't do, focus on what you should. That gives you risk being an opportunity. Opportunity is simply a risk with an upside. I'm not wanting to suggest that you shouldn't consider the downside risks. You absolutely should. But in order to manage downside risks, you don't simply tell people, don't do things. You help people understand what are the things that they need to do in order to not have that risk manifest. So next time you're dealing with a PMO and someone says, fill in this form, simply ask them, how is this going to help us achieve our goals? That way, you'll know whether it's a waste of time or whether or not someone's actually trying to manage risk and get you further ahead in your objectives. If all you've got is PMO people or consultants or project managers telling you what you shouldn't be doing, then I think you may want to reconsider your hiring choices. You might even be better off just hiring a giant rubber duck. Thank you again for listening to us. And if you have any suggestions for any topics uh, that you'd like us to cover or any feedback, please send us an email at info at improvabilitysolutions.com or have a look at our website at www.improvabilitysolutions.com. So the next time someone turns around to you and says, just give 110%, you might want to turn around and say, hey, I want to know what outcome we're trying to get to and what are the positive things I can do to help us get there. Otherwise, just visualize that rubber duck and tell them they're quackers.